A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hi everybody, welcome to our following on podcast. Darren Goff, Steve Harmison and me, Mark Nicholas. The third day of the third test in St Lucia. Remember, England began it on 19 for no wicket, a lead of 142. But have a listen to this for the first ball of the day. Kimo Paul with the first delivery of the morning and uh, it's Rory Burns on strike and he whips it away. It's a square leg and he's caught. First delivery, full swinging into the pads. Burns has clipped it off his pads straight to square leg. Oh my goodness me. Alzari Joseph has got a very, very safe pair of hands. Well, that was unexpected, Darren Goff. Well, after that mini-disaster, England dominated the remainder of the proceedings, building a massive lead. Joss Butler passed 50, so too Joe Denley, for the first time in his Test match career. Roach in, Denley pushes beautifully. Lovely shot all along the ground, straight back past the bowler. It will go for four, and Joe Denley has a Test match 50 to his name. He's 53 not out, eight balls in it. England 118 for two, lead by 241. No doubt who the day belonged to in the end, though. That was the England captain, Joe Root. He reached his 16th Test Match 100. Over begins from Alzari. Joseph driven down the ground by Joe Root. It's been mid-half. He turns for the second round, but he doesn't need to. He's gone for four. He punches the air with his right hand, and Joe Root has put to rights a miserable tour which has yielded just 55 runs before the final innings in which he has scored his 1600. Terrific stuff from Joe Rudy. looked mighty relieved with that one, I can tell you. England closed the day 325 for four, an advantage of 448 and still six of those second innings wickets in hand. Goffey, what do you make of the surface? It didn't look any different to me than it did this morning. Not at all. Um, the pitch has uh, stayed pretty good. If you consider that first morning, it did start a little bit wet underneath, and it had, we have got them indentations in it. But when you look down the pitch, Mark, there is a few of the cracks that have just widened slightly throughout the three days, which you would expect. We've had some really hot weather here. Um, and England, listen, in the box seat, mate. I mean, they're happy, aren't they? Ever since day one, when they were day one at 231.4, I think we all thought England were in a great position. And it's been confirmed that being fantastic now 
for I three days they've been on top. I can't see any obvious areas. I mean, there's, there are some cracks there, but I can't see any obvious. You know, he's, the ball's going from a length and hitting gloves like it did to Joe Denny and once to Joe Root. I can't kind of see an obvious spot that's disturbed, can you? No, you, when you look along, I mean, if, if anything, you can just look where we are right in the middle of the wicket here. There's, they are widening a little bit, these cracks. And that's why Joe will probably just carry on batting tomorrow, hopefully bat for another uh, couple of hours tomorrow morning and totally put, well, I think West Indies are out of the game now, but you know, just to make sure, um, setting them over 500 runs. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the indentations. They're the things that are making the ball misbehave. Um, we're going to, I think, have a word with Joe Root um, hopefully we can get him right now, get it done. That might be the answer. If I get on with it, get a wriggle on, here we go. I'm going to jog over to Joe. Jog to Joe. Here we come. <laughs> I'm jogging to Joe. <laughs> well played. What a fantastic performance that was. What, what a great two days for you, actually. Yeah, no, he has. Uh, you know, we've had a tough series. We've not played some good cricket at times, especially with the bat, and I think it's really important that we... we said, I said at the start of the game, we put some pride back into the shirt, and... Um, how we go about things and it's not been for lack of effort or trying but it's really nice to see us find a way on these surfaces it has been challenging at times but had some very good partnerships throughout this innings and um, we should take a lot of confidence there while you're on the subject of the surfaces uh, how did you feel batting on that pitch always in or never quite in not really um which again as the day went on we saw that new ball things started to happen quite quickly and i think hopefully we'll be in a a good place at some point tomorrow morning to make a judgment on when a declaration um, could be a good time. Um, you looked a relieved man when you got to 100 as much as anything I felt for you. Yeah, it's been a frustrating um, few games. You know, I've felt like at times I've been slightly unlucky. I ran wrong end of a couple of good balls and, um, you know, it highlights when you play a bad shot um, in a couple of the other innings. So really wanted to make it count, really wanted to, to go on and um, show everyone how much it means to me to play for our country and you know, how much it means to the the guys to to get the opportunity to represent England. Well, I, I, we won't blame you in Antigua in either innings, I've got to tell you that. But. I and Joe, you're converting these 50s now to 100s, that must please you as well as an individual. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, it's, it's been a quite big talking point of my batting for some time and recently I, I just like to fill the gaps in a bit more, if you like. Um, you know, it's been a bit sporadic but they are being a bit more consistent when I, once I get in now, so hopefully that's something to stay. It's the last three, I think, isn't it? you got a 50, you got a mid-100. Yeah, hopefully that can test continue. Hundreds, mate. Yeah, it's it's really pleasing feeling. As you say, it was a bit of relief there. Um, and, you know, you do, you do when, you, when you're sort of fighting it a bit sometimes, which, which can happen, um, you've got to keep trusting it, have belief in your ability and, and all the stuff that you've done before. And, you know, thankfully I'm strong enough to to have that and um, take that out into the middle. You look fresh as to me. Um, Joe Denley, a word on him. Played beautifully, I thought. I thought played, um, he is a natural stroke maker. He, um, as, as you saw today, he played some wonderful cricket shots and you know, hopefully that'll fill him with confidence moving forward as well. Can I ask you about tomorrow, dare I? Lead now 448. Yep, no, it's, we're obviously in a good position and we've obviously got the choice of roller in the morning, um, which gives us plenty of options. There's still a long time to go in this game and feel that the longer the game goes on, the quicker things will happen. So we'll, we'll have to see how things go in, in that first session. You have the foundation, Joe. Go forth. Well played. What a fabulous inning. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Cheers. Well played, Joe. Um, very nice to see Joe so relaxed. That, that's Above all, that's what I would say is it pleases me. I mean, that's the Joe route that I know and has been so successful, sort of chilled and, and achieving, and but brilliant. He looked great, didn't he? 
It did. I mean, it was a good innings. I mean, it almost, almost faultless, wasn't it? I mean, you look at some of the other players, they've almost had a little bit of lifeline, whether it be Joe Denley dropped it slip, whether it be Josh Butler played it a few wide ones, but Joe, he just seemed settled from the moment he got in. He watched the ball, he got in on that pitch, which you have to do, and then he just played his strokes. He accumulates runs really, really well all around the pitch. And that that's... That's as good as innings. I talked about his innings in Sri Lanka um, in goal, which was a fantastic innings to watch. But this one as well, on a pitch that with a new ball, it can keep a little bit low. But the Joe today was fantastic. Watchful. 16 test unders now. Terrific effort. Yeah, and uh, Steve Harmison joins us. Yesterday we were celebrating Mark Wood. Today, Joe Root, two, two the salt of the earth characters, really, who have played their very best cricket for England. I, I, I can't think of a... Actually, Joe's just getting a bit close to us here, so I'll just go quiet because we, you know, we handshake from Steve Harmison now to Joe. I mean, I, I'm, I really feel for Joe Root. You know, I feel that he gives absolutely everything to this job. I think that he lives and breathes it in a way that we couldn't begin to understand on the outside. I'm, I'm very pleased for him. Um, honestly, I'm over the moon for him. Like I said before, I've seen him this morning and we see him all the time coming out and he just looked as though the world's on his shoulders all the time. But he had a good day yesterday with the captaincy. Yeah, his team had a good day. And I've just seen that, that cheeky little chap, he's twinkling his eye this morning. There was a spring in his step. When he came out to bat, his head position was brilliant. His balance was fantastic. The ball coming back into him wasn't so much a trouble anymore. It wasn't hitting him in the pad. It wasn't sort of, he wasn't crudding it into, into the leg side. He was hitting it with conviction. He's hitting the ball well down the ground. And his, you know, his balance and his build of an innings, decision-making, everything was there, was perfect. And I think what we said, Mark, about, and Goffrey, what we said about Mark Wood last night, everybody that played with him, everybody, you know, teammates, former teammates, are so pleased for Mark Wood last night. Well, I think exactly the same, what you said before about Joe Root. Everybody wants him to do well, because when he does do well, how good is this England team when the leader is doing well? And I think that was a, it was a magnificent innings by the captain. Right, from one Joe to another. Um, Joe Denley, has he done enough to have we found one? I mean, it is 60-odd on, on an awkward pitch against a good attack. Is that enough of a sign? Well, do you know something? I still think with Joe Denley, I'm really pleased he got selected uh, for this test series. I think he deserves it with his performances uh, for Kent because a few years ago when he was at Middlesex, he was playing in the twos, playing the second team. It looked like his career was over. But he's got a new lease of life now, playing at Kent. It's gone really, really well for him. He deserved his opportunity, but is it enough? Is it enough? 69. It's a good score. I thought he played well. He had a few chances in there, but is it enough? to make that number three place his own come the Ashes. We'll have to wait and see and we'll have to see how he plays uh, throughout the summer. OK, let's give it a different angle then. Is it enough for you? Um, well, there's no one standing out unless we go back to some of the guys we've had before. We've had Wesley at Essex have been talked about. We've had uh, Vince. We've had Roy. These are all players that have been mentioned. But do the bat three. Vince has bat three, four, and five for Hampshire. We've had Jason Roy. He can bat anywhere in that lineup exactly the same. So Jordan Lee has put 69 on, on the block today. He's played really, really well. And he's put himself with an opportunity to play. Will he play in the World Cup? Probably not. He won't be in that starting 11. If he doesn't, he's got an opportunity where if he gets a few runs, he might just get a test berth against Ireland because that's first up. Steve? Um, the interest in that, the World Cup, when you mention the World Cup's over a long period, so he's not going to play, if he's in the World Cup squad, he doesn't play the first class games. For me, one, two and three were never a shoe in for the Ashes, no matter what they got in this, they had to go back to England and score runs. 
this balance of the third test match, the side now, 4-11 to 11 are probably a shoe-in for the 1st of August when the Ashes comes round. 1-2 and 3, I believe, and I still personally think that this, even if they're getting hundreds, they had to go back to England to prove and get the runs on the board to, to say, right, I deserve to be selected for the 1st of August Ashes test match one. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Okay, um, we're now joined by Richard Pivas. Firstly, what a remarkable series for you. Congratulations. I mean, the performances in Barbados and Antigua were better than good. Yeah, the guys were exceptional. You know, you, learn, you make your plans. I was delighted with the execution. Um, I, could, I could tell you all types of stories, but I was, um, I was blown away with the delivery. Richard's the uh, West Indies coach, if anybody at home is not aware. And, of course, West Indies won the series 2-0. Now England are fighting back in this game. I think there are things that have come through the series that I'd, I'd just like to spend a moment on. Firstly, Jason Holder. Yeah, he's been, he's been incredible. You know, he's led from the front. Um, strategically, he's been really good. By example, in terms of performances, you know, he's led from the front. He, his performance in Barbados was exceptional. You know, he took... He took a, a hold of the game and dominated it, and and you know going into the second test as well, he's just he imposes himself. 
And the next thing is that I feel that there's a, a movement now behind you in West Indies cricket for, uh, um, you know, the, if you like, the preservation of the longer format of the game. I think it's always been there, Mark. I, I think, you know, there's been some tough years while we've, while there's been, um, while we've been bringing through some younger players and getting depth in the system. Um, the second time with, with Jason, he's maturing as a captain. You know, he came in when he was very young as part of a rebuilding exercise and, He's really matured and he's got a core group of players now who, who, who are really passionate about playing test cricket. They love playing from and I, I think we're starting to see that. And one thing for me that's impressed me about the West Indies, even today, I'm in this game actually, where it's not gone their way so far. England are in the box seat, but the way your bowlers kept running in today, a man down, Kimo Paul off the field, but the way your bowlers today kept running in showed huge heart. Yeah, they were fantastic. The... Um you know, with chemo going down, we knew we were going to be a little bit compromised. Um, and, and as you say, they just kept on coming. Um, I think also the wicket today, it's flattened out a little bit. There's been a little bit less for there for the seamers, so they really had to knuckle down and, and get stuck in. And I, I think Craig, the skipper, will be very proud of them. Yeah. Um, all in all, uh, um, th this is a difficult match, isn't it, to play from behind the game. I've been talking a, a lot about that today. When you've won a series, to try to lift yourself from behind the game is very difficult, isn't it? Well, look, I mean, we had, we had, we had targets we were going to aim at. I think, I think collectively, you know, I was very impressed with the bowlers. I think the batters found it pretty challenging to get up after that performance in Antigua. I mean, I said to them yesterday, I think, you know, they're going to reflect on it in 10 years and look back on it. It was, uh, it was quite a Herculean effort in the sense that the amount of discipline, discipline, the fortitude, the way that they stayed to the team game plan, you know, I, I, it was hugely impressive. Just the fact that they knew what they needed to do on, on a pretty challenging wicket and to a man they stuck in there. Can you get neutral for a minute and talk about Mark Wood? Yeah, he was fantastic. You know, he ran in, he bowled with, you know, with really good intent. Um, just delighted for him, you know. He's one of those guys. He's he's got he's got good wheels. Um, you can see he's a passionate fast bowler. It's great for the game. <laughs> and an injury update on your two, Darren Bravo and Kimo Paul. Are they, are they going to take any part in the game? Yeah, um, Kimo's struggling. I think I think we'll see Darren again. I think he's um, I think he's hungry for for some more time out in the middle. So um he's got a little glint in his eye so i'm sure he'd like to come back and make another impression and there's a lot of cricket you know i mean it's i mean the wickets flattened out a little bit um, we need to turn up and going back to what mark was saying about you know is it what's it like to 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 play you know when the when the rubber is dead um i'd like to i'd really like to see the batters come out and get stuck in again are you comfortable looking back at the decision at the toss or if you did time again would you change that we knew that that you know, we were going to go about three hours out of that wicket. And we thought, if we bowl really well on here, we can, we can put England under massive pressure. And I think, you know, when you look back on the day, I mean, they comfortably could have been eight down if we'd taken our opportunities. And if we'd had them, I don't know, 180, 200 for eight at the, at the end of the first day, I would have been really happy with that. And we know with this deck, typically, um, is that it flattens out and day three and four and becomes a pretty decent batting wicket. You're part of a sense of possibility in West Indies cricket again. That must be very rewarding. Yeah, it's great to see. And, you know, we've had so many messages from people all around the world just delighted with the way that the guys have come out. You know, the execution's been one thing and to, and to beat England in a series is, is, is huge for the region. But I think people have just loved the way the guys have played. Um, they've played with incredible passion and commitment. And that has just, that's resonated, you know. It's, um, it's just been great. And, 
You know, for me personally, I've had messages from people all over the world just saying, you know, disregarding the outcome of the cricket. They're just absolutely delighted with the way the guys have played. And the fairy tale, can it end with a chasing over 500 to win the game? Can it happen for the West Indies? You've got to believe. You've got to believe it. <laughs> Richard, thanks very much for your time. Very enjoyable listening to you. Thank you. Well played. Thank you. Great. Um, interesting discussion. Uh, um, obviously, a very calm character and, and, and not not sort of led to being, if you like, overwhelmed by the performances, still very much got his measure about him, hasn't he? He has, yeah, and I think he's done one. There's been a, a big transformation in the uh, the, the discipline of, of West Indian cricketers, and when he says they're about messages around the world, he deserves messages around the world. I think they do. I think this, this region deserves messages around the world because they've outplayed England in every facet while the series is alive, and that's great credit to the coaching staff, you know, as well as Vasper Drakes, uh, Mushy, uh, Toby, Toby Ratcliffe. They're out there working hard and... To be fair, they've, they've had the just rewards. And to see four fast bowlers bowl in excess of 85, 90 mile an hour, it's good for the game if West Indian cricket is vibrant. Right, let's throw this forward. Tomorrow, Joe goes out there with Ben Stokes. And what will he do? Look to about an hour and a half? I would say so. He said he'd, he'd wait till tomorrow morning and see how it goes. But I think um, in, in the mind now, I think they might just uh, see off the two fast bowlers, Kima Roach and Shannon Gabriel, that first half an hour. And then I think they'll up it against the offspin. And they'll be looking at some point to... Uh, to declare and West Indies mate it would be a fairy tale if they get an ending and end up knocking off over 500 coffee from, it can't happen coffee Listen, in the history of cricket no one ever I got know, more I than know a 480 I'm turning into Barry the West who works for us obviously on TalkSport as well where you've always got to have that little bit of doubt and as a, somebody who's quite positive you've always got to believe you can do it England have won this game I said it from day one England won it by day four it might actually go into day five now but I think England have got this game in the bag Okay, and then any, it's probably an unfair word, and I think it's an overused word, but is there any, I'm going to say pressure, is there any heat on Johnny Bairstow at the moment when he comes out to bat? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. He's been asked to do a job for the team, to go in at number three, change his role a little bit. He came in, he got 100. This just didn't suit him, at that role at number three. Um, he's back where he belongs, and he'll get wickets, uh, get runs down at number seven. And, you know, you, know, you don't know. You might not even see him bat tomorrow. You know, if Stokes and Root go well, you know, there, there might not be a, a best of winnings, which then, does that put him any, on any pressure for the Ashes? Definitely not. Well, if it gets past the first half an hour, I don't think he'll mind coming into bat because he's coming into bat where the West Indies should be tired and just thinking then they keep looking up at the clock, keep looking up at the England dressing room and thinking at some point they're going to call him in. And sometimes that's a great time to bat where you can just milk it, can't you? You can just hit the gaps, plenty of gaps. You could have Brathwaite and Roston Chase, two part-time off-spinners on the pitch. It's not a bad time to go. All right, boys, thank you. Um, a very interesting summary of what's gone on and a very interesting interview with Joe Root. I thought, uh, as I say, I thought he looked well. I thought he looked a man finally at peace with himself and with his team's performance. I can tell you that Joe has now climbed some stairs by the small scoreboard just to the left of the England dressing room. He's done one, two, three, four sets of interviews and still he's got time to shake the hands of the England supporters and uh, pose for a few photographs. So that's typical, really, of Joe, who's a warm spirited man remember what happened in Sri Lanka when all those supporters were moved to hotels two hours away from the ground he wrote a letter of good wishes to them all he then got the whole team together to have a photograph with them he thinks about other people and that's a very important part of his job as England captain he does it well England 325 for four Joe Root unbeaten with 111 Ben Stokes with 29 lead of 448 it's all England in St Lucia
We'll be back tomorrow with a following on podcast, reviewing the action on the fourth day. Make sure you subscribe via iTunes, Acast, or your usual podcast provider as England look to wrap up the test match here in St. Lucia. Driven over the top. Shot of real confidence uh, from Joe Danley. Short and pulled away for four. What a shot from Joe Root. Roach in. Denley pushes beautifully. Lovely shot all along the ground. Straight back past the bowler. And Joe Denley has a test match 50 to his name. Joe Denley, you have a great chance here to get a big hundred and be playing in the ashes next summer. He bowls uh, again here and he tries to cut the edges in. And Denley's out. Caught at the wicket. Low catch. Here he comes again now and balls to Butler. And Butler's pulling. And pulling well. That's going through the wicket like a bullet for four. And that ball there was an easy freebie for Josh Butler on the leg side. Back goes Butler. A lovely cut stroke. Class from Josh Butler. And it's Roots off the back foot, guiding it to uh, Shannon Gabriel, the sweeper at point. And a single will take England to 200. 200 for three. Down the leg side and a very fine leg glance in both senses of the word. Four runs brings 50 for Joe Root. England captain raises his bat. A chance now for Butler to get 50. They'll be clapping again soon. As this delivery is pushed out to come and there the applause go again. It's now 50 for Joss Butler. Here comes Roach now balls and this delivery is squaring him up. He's bowled him. Bowled him. Butler's gone for 56. What a delivery from Kimar. He's been absolutely superb for the West Indies. He'll start the new over the left-hander Stokes on strike and he gets a short and wide ball from Roach coming around the wicket and he has played that through points. A new ball or not, Ben Stokes looks, he's always looking positive in there. Just try and score. Gabriel bowls and uh, Stokes drives firmly down the ground. Lovely stroke, four runs. England rocking along suddenly. Joseph uh, bowls to Rouge who drives. That is just special. Oh, please, takes him to 95. And that's why it's a big innings for Joe Root this. He got 100 over in Sri Lanka and if he can do it again here, he'll do wonders for his confidence moving forward. New over begins from Elzari. Joseph driven down the ground by Joe Root. It's been mid-half. He turns for the second run, but he doesn't need to. He's gone for four. He punches the air with his right hand and Joe Root has put to rights a miserable tour in which he has scored his 1600. And Joe Root is one of England's greatest players. Not now, but ever. Final ball of the day is very slow, very loopy from Bradway. And Ben Stokes reigns in all of his instincts to lash that onto the next island. Simply dabs it down, takes his gloves off, and that will do it. England, 325 for four. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.